Good morning, Girish. Welcome to the show. Thank you for Good taking morning. time. Thank you for taking time on a Sunday morning for all our listeners. So, people, we have Girish Chennai with us, a well-known stress management coach, a hypnotherapist, and uh, a healer. I'm sure all of you are equally excited to know more about hypnotherapy and its applications. So, I won't keep you all waiting. So, let's start off. So, Girish, welcome to the show again. And uh, would you like to start off with a very simple definition of hypnotherapy? We have come across so many. uh you know textbook definitions that we see on the web but uh, would you like to throw some light on uh, what is the hypnotherapy in a layman's terms before we get into details okay uh, first and foremost uh, good morning sir thank you for this opportunity and uh, thanks to all the people who have joined in to the show and those who wish to know more about this uh, yes going going forward uh, going forward in the topic Uh, there are many definitions there are many technical uh, definitions in terms of what hypnotherapy is and uh, various things and uh, some might be a little overwhelming and confusing also but to put it in very simple words it is basically um, uh, hypnosis which is used for therapeutic purpose as in a therapy which helps a person become uh, emotionally free or reduce their uh, emotional burdens and things like that okay so it is some kind of a treatment you are saying uh, just like any other uh, methods of uh, uh, treatment that we lines of treatments that we get is, is that what we understand yes this relates primarily with emotions deep ah. subconscious emotions which, which um, people uh, find it difficult to open up uh, in a conversation in a normal conversation with people mm-hmm. uh, which they might have suppressed for various reasons or the situation opportunity around might not be available or something like that mm-hmm. or due to intense uh, situations where they wouldn't know how to handle or they wouldn't know who to talk to mm-hmm. which uh, gets suppressed over a long period of time altering some bit of their behavior or altering their normal life day to day activities may get altered mm-hmm. so these uh, kinds of emotions which are deeply embedded in them mm-hmm. so these are the kind of uh, emotions that are dealt with in a hypnotherapy session mm-hmm. wherein uh, the person gets into a complete relaxed state no biases no judgments no uh, fears no anxiety they completely free mm-hmm. they completely free to explore their emotions and mm-hmm. they know that the therapist is supporting them and uh, they are safe mm-hmm. they are safe in exploring and they also are they are also um, comfortable because of um, feeling that nobody else would know some of these emotions mm-hmm. it is in a complete private and um, uh, personal space that uh, the exploration would happen mm-hmm. because many of them wouldn't want another person to know what they're going through or what they have gone through in life when mm. uh, privacy becomes a very important uh, issue here so they find hypnotherapy to be very helpful uh, when exploring such deep emotional and uh, uh, situations of life so it's essentially a branch of psychology yes okay okay uh, so what's the difference between uh, hypnotherapy and hypnosis are they somewhere uh, closely interlinked or is it a part of hypnotherapy hypnosis is a part of hypnotherapy or how is it uh, they are interlinked uh, primarily hypnosis is used uh, it could be used for entertainment it could be used for short term uh, 
behavioral changes and other things mm-hmm. wherein a person is hypnotized and uh, their their uh, their their mind is told what needs to be done mm-hmm. so there's no therapy as such in uh, hypnosis okay for a treatment of an issue or it's not into exploring their emotional states and things like that they are they are just subconsciously guided to behave in a certain pattern mm-hmm. so hypnotherapy can be one application of hypnosis is it can i put it that way uh, now in this case uh, hypnotherapy does use hypnosis mm. wherein the person is taken into a trance state mm. but then instead of asking a, uh, the client to behave in a certain way mm. uh, their deep emotions are explored mm. you go on a complete exploration mode you understand uh, why a certain behavior or why a certain pattern of uh, activities and things like that in their life mm-hmm. and you get to the root cause of the issue that they are facing mm-hmm. like as simple as um, uh, if you take uh, smoking smoking cessation mm-hmm. in hypnosis you cannot stop a person from smoking mm-hmm. even if you try to do that that would be a very short uh, impact mm-hmm. whereas in terms of uh, hypnotherapy so mm. you get into understanding why the smoking began in the first place mm. and the causes it could be peer pressure it could be various other things mm. and you deal with that root cause mm. and you eliminate the need for smoking or any kind of an abuse or anything like that mm. and uh, automatically the behavior changes okay so you're not literally stopping a person from smoking or you're not literally stopping a person from a certain behavior mm-hmm. you're dealing with the root cause of the issue so there okay. is a primary difference between hypnotherapy and uh, hypnosis okay so now most people most common uh, layman would confuse hypnosis and hypnotherapy so saying that okay now i will in uh, uh, in a in a hypnotherapy a person is taken through hypnosis and then these corrections are done so now as a specialist if if not hypnosis what else would you do in hypnotherapy what are the other options if not hypnosis if not hypnosis is not there because hypnosis f- uh, forms the primary the initial state okay as in uh, the the process of getting into the trance is what i mean okay so getting into a trance is a must uh, for hypnotherapy definitely yes because unless mm. a person reaches the trance state a trance state is where the conscious mm. mind is put to sleep mm. because it's a conscious mind that forms lots of filters and uh, various other uh, barriers mm. in a certain exploration mm. when the conscious mind is put into trance mm. the subconscious mind has more freedom to uh, explore and communicate and things like that okay so initial process of getting into trance which is exactly the same Uh, thing done in hypnosis also so mm. that similarity that part is similar otherwise mm. in terms of uh, when it comes to hypnotherapy it is completely mm. for curing a certain issue okay it is nothing to do with changing a person's behavior which they are not open to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like whereas in uh, hypnosis mm. uh, the person may not even be aware of what changes may be brought in mm. it is in, under completely the control of the hypno the hypnotist Because mm. in this case, the therapist complete, uh, we have a complete uh, discussion with the client, mm. understand what they want to change, understand why they want such a change, or mm. in case they are not aware of why such a change, mm. then um, the during the subconscious state, that is the trance state, mm. uh, it is like a normal conversation, just like you and I communicating right now, talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very similar thing, but without the conscious mind involved. involved. 
it is completely the subconscious mind okay like you are in a dream state you are watching some you are you are uh, experiencing a dream you are mm. witnessing something in a dream mm. and suppose there is somebody communicating with, with you in your dream mm. uh, that's exactly how uh, hypnotherapy is so when a person reaches that trance does he lose complete uh, sense of himself Uh, if it's a complete trance state, yes, they they are not aware, aware of, of the surroundings. They are not aware of anything around them. Okay. Uh, but in certain cases, some of the clients do get into a semi-trance state. Okay. Wherein they are aware of the uh, noises around or the people around, hmm. and they are also witnessing what is happening in their subconscious mind. Okay. Okay. So all these corrections uh, uh, in hypno hip, getting the person into a hypnotic trance. uh if films depict that you know the people are taken to a previous life for doing these corrections uh mm-hmm. the underlying problems mm-hmm. uh, is it first of all possible and uh, secondly uh, do you do it <laughs> this is a very 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 interesting and uh, tricky part in hypnotherapy yeah. uh what happens is what we see in films hmm. uh, in any movie be it western or indian or any such movie right there's a lot of dramatization around it. correct it is not a simple straight therapy it's a lot of drama and lot of uh, special effect included hmm. now in real scenarios we wouldn't have such flashes and all those things it mm-hmm. is simple straight forward experience uh, where a person is lying mm-hmm. and in a deep trance state yes they do go through various oh, yes, emotions and all around that mm-hmm. there may be certain physical jerks and, and disturbed behavior mm-hmm. uh, they may cry they may they may be very uh, physically very fidgeting and all those things can happen mm-hmm. but what happens in the film in the fi- uh, film is totally different but mm-hmm. when it comes to this past thing that you're talking about the past mm-hmm. now when it is in hypnotherapy it could be past of this life right mm-hmm. uh, which is mostly treated uh, what is called as in hypnotherapy mm-hmm. uh, in certain cases we do experience a complete previous life experience hmm. wherein the client witnesses the place the dates the the uh, other people around hmm. and uh, based on the time period and i think you do understand it's different time and it's completely uh, because the, this client they wouldn't have experienced in the present life hmm. uh, any of these things they wouldn't have witnessed or they wouldn't have been to such places hmm. but when they give very clear details about uh, a certain place or certain people or certain uh, instances or the pattern, the series of activities happening which they have never never ever uh, been across mm-hmm. then uh, definitely we understand it is from a complete different lifespan that we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, so, so yes, it's more it of a coincidence happen. rather than uh, deliberately taking them them to uh, to the previous birth is that what you mean I wouldn't say it's a coincidence. Uh, there is a process where you do deliberately switch time frames. Okay. Uh, it's like watching a movie in the reverse order. Hmm. Like you go backward and then you reach a point where the movie began. That is where they remember as a child at a certain age, which hmm. is around two or three or something. Which most children wouldn't remember before that. Most of us wouldn't remember. Hmm. And then there is a certain. Uh, uh, another episode which they talk about hmm. where they see it is the last stages of another life hmm. and then as you move backward you see them at a younger age you see them at various ages so it depends on hmm. what time frame you switch their mind hmm. 
okay in fact uh, our subconscious mind now scientifically how much this uh, may be accepted is a different thing but mm. uh, our subconscious mind has so many memories so vast so very deep and infinite mm. it can uh, it can share so much which mm. a normal person within one lifespan will not be able to uh, understand or accept Mm. Mm. So there is so much of information in the subconscious mind. Okay. So uh, how does this past life, uh, traveling to past life, help in correcting problems in this life? Huh. Now, if you might have observed, there are certain children who are quite talented and very mm. uh, child prodigies to be mm. uh, very unusually talented or very unusually special. Mm. Uh, very obvious that. a very young child who wouldn't have had any kind of uh, formal training or uh, even as even as young as 2 years or 1 and 1/2 mm. year you mm. find them very specially talented right now this is not a normal thing like uh, where a normal mm. learning process involves a child understanding and then practicing and the learning process goes on there is a certain time frame needed to learn certain things mm. there are certain special children have special uh, talent which is very spontaneous mm. with a very little uh, tweaking and uh, support they instantly pick up something now when we think mm. about these kinds of behaviors or when they when we see when these kinds of these kinds of person uh, definitely it is something not normal mm. so when we look at these kinds of uh, behaviors or any such behaviors now what i told you about is the positive side of it Hmm. now there are certain other behaviors like phobias or uh, certain fears and anxiety or uh, hmm. shy even shyness hmm. now these are behaviors which uh, which a child is not taught hmm. or a person is not taught during an early stage they hmm. naturally adapt but if you go back in time if you switch hmm. time frames and go back and see there is a certain uh, instance or event related to their past life hmm. which they very clearly witness and from then on a certain behavior onsets into their life hmm. so it is it is like uh, watching a series a, t- a television series hmm. you find in one episode a certain uh, event happening hmm. which continues in the next episode hmm. so hmm. our life is also quite similar hmm. what we witness in this life is very little right so many of the behaviors many of the uh, Uh, I mean, the inhibitions or anything that we have—all mm. of this from a series of lives that we have lived. Mm. Mm. Okay, so so the problem areas could be somewhere uh, even in the past uh, episodes, and so that is where we do the corrections and Definitely. come back come back to the present. Then, yes, yes, you do find a beginning point. You do find one of the lives, like it, it needn't be just one life mm. in the past. Mm. It could be a series of three, four. Sometimes it continues. Sometimes it is. one particular life and then it, the behavior continues in all the other life hmm. but yes there is some beginning somewhere okay so what happens to the person once he comes back from the trance uh, after this correction or after traveling back in time happens does he remember any of these episodes that he has gone through uh, for a person who's been in deep trance state during hmm. the therapy uh, they wouldn't remember most of it hmm. it would be hardly about uh, 5 to 10% of what they might hmm. uh, vaguely remember okay whereas the remaining uh, 90 95% is something which they wouldn't even remember unless you tell them mm-hmm. or even if you tell them this is what you spoke or this is what you told 
so it would be too very vague for them or they wouldn't even understand or relate with it hmm. so that is the advantage with complete deep state uh, trance hmm. wherein in case the client has a very severe past hmm. solving such issues without disturbing their day to day life becomes hmm. very easy hmm. uh, because in most cases where it, it, it could be a trauma it could be something very uh, extremely disturbing hmm. so such things uh, clients are not open to speaking or mm. discussing or in a, uh, during a counseling session they are not open to talk about mm. it they emotionally break down or they totally uh, abstain from such conversations mm. whereas in a hypnotherapy that uh, that part of the discomfort is not there mm-hmm. before they get into the therapy they are just uh, it's like a normal conversation where you explain to them what the therapy is going to be and all these things Hmm. so it's just a simple normal conversation hmm. and once they're out of the trance uh, they hmm. may feel a little disturbed in terms of where they were and what they were doing all the things right. maybe a certain void that they might have experienced but hmm. other than the void part they wouldn't even know how long the therapy has been but hmm. other than the void which they are not aware of as to what happened other than hmm. that when they come back to the normal conscious state uh, hmm. maybe except for the initial few maybe about 15 to 20 minutes Uh, mm-hmm. they might be a little silent or they might just want to relax because they're very very calm and very deeply uh, it's like a very deep sleep mm-hmm. and you once you wake up it takes some time for you to connect back to the world around you right so right kind of a state is experience right so it is so, so yeah so what is the prescription after that once you identify the problem area they've been th- through the trance and uh, gone through series of episodes and you identified hmm. what is actually the problem so what do you prescribe after that what is the line of treatment fortunately there is no treatment needed after that uh, okay. in fact what happens is the opening up of the incident and the uh, sharing of the the uh, emotional uh, thing you know hmm. what happens is these behaviors or these problems that they go through is because of a past memory that they're holding on to hmm. it has nothing to do with the present problem Hmm. so once the past memory is dealt with or the incident hmm. is dealt with they become emotionally free okay. they feel very light they feel very joyful they feel very uh, they they feel like kind of a different kind of a freedom hmm. so they are more happy they are more uh, lively they are more uh, free uh, in their behavior hmm. so there's no treatment needed thereafter okay uh, in fact uh, the only thing that we suggest after a therapy is for them to spend the rest of the day doing some activities which are very relaxing mm-hmm. like listening to music or uh, just uh, sitting uh, sitting in a park mm-hmm. something which completely relax it sustains the relaxed state right so as treatment nothing is necessary after the hypnotherapy okay okay so and how many settings does this uh, uh, entail for a person is it one setting or you do recommend multiple settings how do, how does it happen we are completely open in terms of the number of settings we cannot define the number of settings number of needed okay uh, we, it depends on the client as to how open they are how free mm. they are to share and how much deep they want to get into the issue mm. uh, if they are able to sustain and complete the process uh, one sitting is sufficient mm-hmm. if the incident or the trauma is too much and for them for example it's not easy one sitting Mm-hmm. we uh, we would probably uh, split it across uh, an average of about five sittings okay so what i've seen is uh, maximum of six 
sitting should uh, solve uh, most of the issues. Okay, and each sitting would be how many hours? Is there a defined number of hours, or it depends from person to person? Uh, definitely depends from person to person, but an average of uh, two to three hours or two to four hours is what we have seen. Right. Uh, so from the general pattern, if you look at it, a complete uh, changeover mm-hmm. takes about uh, on an uh, the the most common average is about two sitting two sittings, mm-hmm. and the most common duration is about uh, three hours. Three hours. Okay. So two sessions of three hours, or sometimes if it is. uh just 2 hours or 1 and 1/2 hour then we'll have to extend the number of sittings which mm. goes on to about three sittings or four sittings like that mm. it depends on person to person and how much they are willing to uh, handle mm. Mm. Uh, we need to make sure as therapists is that the client doesn't get into too much of a discomfort or too much of a uh, disturbed state right so as long as they are able to comfortably handle the situation we take care of the situation right right So Girish there's one more interesting point uh, that has been crossing my mind uh, regarding paranormal behavior we read so much about paranormal activities happening a lot of uh, stuff going on on the web also and a lot of uh, tv serials also show paranormal behavior yes. and uh, do you think there is some correlation between hypnosis hypnotherapy paranormal behavior uh, would you like like to throw some light on that now all of these are completely independent Mm. Yes, paranormal uh, on TV. We do see some uh, videos where you see a kind of a light or some kind of a wave passing and passing. Mm. Uh, but when it comes to the real life experience, which is not on TV, what we see in mm. terms of real life, there are cases which uh, I have worked with. Uh, mm-hmm. Many cases where it is nothing to do with the person's uh, personal life or anything to do with what they have gone through in life. Hmm. there is a certain behavior which is completely strange completely new to them hmm. and uh, has no relationship with anything that they have gone through in their life hmm. so that's when you find that the uh, hypnotherapy doesn't help them hmm. Hmm. because when there's no problem there's nothing that you can cure hmm. but you see a certain behavior which is completely different hmm. and then there are instances we see where there is another uh, form or individual or what we call as a spirit or a ghost mm. uh, the existence of such a thing in uh, people mm. Mm. and uh, that is a complete different personality that is a complete different life like mm. the name that they talk they, they tell about uh, they, their name their life their experience and all these things mm. Mm. so those paranormal experiences in terms of uh, uh, position that has happened Mm-hmm. Uh, that story is completely different, and when we find a solution for uh, that soul, that spirit, mm. uh, most of this, ninety-nine percent of what I have experienced, are uh, good souls. They they don't they don't mean to harm, harm actually. Okay. Uh, they are they only seek help. Mm. So ninety-nine percent of most of the cases that I've seen. Uh, mm. these positions they seek help they need help or they find the companionship with this person whom they possess mm. uh, and once you get into a conversation with them and uh, find a solution for what they're facing mm. uh, help them with the solution they are willing to move out and uh, uh, stop possessing the the client that they're possessing okay the possessing so that uh resolution is completely different from uh, hypnosis or hypnotherapy you know what happens in hypnotherapy mm-hmm. uh, 
and uh, once that spirit position is released hmm. uh, then this person switches back to their normal original behavior hmm. the client doesn't uh, see the doesn't uh, behave uh, in the abnormal way that they used to behave earlier mm-hmm. uh, during the position phase hmm. so the, uh, the therapy as such for the client is very minimal but is it possible to detect uh, using uh, your techniques whether uh, it is to do something with the uh, client's past life or is it something to do with the paranormal uh, uh, you know activity or a position definitely yes definitely yes. because in case in if it's a hypnotherapy or a past life uh, the client witness themselves hmm. they see themselves they witness the incidents they places they do remember their remember name, their and their their hmm. the people whom they relate with around Mm-hmm. but there is in case of a paranormal behavior mm-hmm. the names are different the people the people the surroundings and everything and everything else is different mm-hmm. those uh, don't have anything to do with uh, uh, the surroundings of this person or this this uh, client's uh, life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. these are totally two different lives and uh, two different solutions so we do see clearly uh, each one being different mm-hmm. okay interesting very interesting <laughs> So Girish who who is your client i mean who is your typical client and why do they come to you what are the most common reasons hmm, hmm. uh if i go by the patterns that i have uh, dealt with in the last 10 years, 10 years mm-hmm. i see most clients are uh, youngsters young adults, adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, between the age of 20 to 40 45 okay uh, some call it as midlife crisis which is the normal terminology people bring mm-hmm. up some kind mm-hmm. as uh, early adult uh, like uh, issues all issues all issues but then mm-hmm. what we see is uh, there's a certain freedom that these youngsters have mm-hmm. in terms of uh, wanting to explore wanting to correct wanting to change their life and things like that mm-hmm. they haven't accepted i mean most others who do, who do not take this therapy Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to change anything they say okay so many years have gone by let me just continue right uh, whereas these youngsters between the age of 20 to 45 they want to change they want to bring in a positive uh, life they want to they want to be liberated from the mess and the pressure of the past right and we do find uh, both gents and ladies, ladies there's no particular uh, there's no particular ratio as such it's it's like i think it's uh, more or less equal more or less equal hmm. uh, just the age is what we see okay so basically youngsters coming in more because they want to do the corrections and move on with life but whereas uh, the i think the older guys they think anyway it's done and uh, let's just get ahead with life yeah they uh, the older generation is a little more skeptical they are a little more uh, are they skeptical skeptical about the therapy or are they not now bothered they have crossed that uh, uh, age in life that they have just given up on those areas so what has happened has happened let's move on uh, they are skeptical about the therapy hmm. but they are skeptical about how they are going to behave and what they are going to do after this change okay okay because at an age where everything is almost uh, like they already experienced life and Uh, children have grown up and all these things mm-hmm. then they worried okay now with this, this different pattern of behavior how am i going to deal with mm-hmm. how are people going to accept me or the phobia related with people's acceptance people's acceptance people's acceptance is uh, what uh, they hesitate about and mm-hmm. uh, that's one of the primary reasons they don't take up 
not all of them uh, few, few of them few of them mm. few of them we do see uh, such uh, decisions right right but it is always possible to do corrections at any stage right any stage whatever any they stage is possible the uh, only thing is uh, when it comes to youngsters that is below 20 mm-hmm. and people above 40 45 mm-hmm. if they have family support or if they have a friend who is very supportive mm-hmm. then they do take up the therapy they don't hesitate right so primarily it is a support which is more important uh, for such uh, people Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas with uh, middle age that is 20 to 45 that kind of an age any most people are independent they are willing right. to take it even without anybody being with them or they some many of them don't want their family members to uh, to know about these things no about it yeah. okay great so girish what triggered you to take up this profession and when did this happen when did you start off what excited you <laughs> Uh, this happened about about 20 uh, years back when i was practicing reiki healing and uh, and uh, also teaching meditation uh-huh. and uh, while uh, healing one of a client well i want to interrupt you here i think there's an interesting comment on you uh-huh. uh, nazmul hasan says you look like a tamil hero <laughs> girish <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you <laughs> interesting okay. great yeah sure go on please it was about 20 years back when uh, i had started uh, i was healing a particular client mm-hmm. and uh, uh, th- uh, there was another friend involved who who was a passive regression therapist and a hypnotherapist mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to crack this case so he wanted my help in terms of healing mm-hmm. that's when i witnessed the first of these instances mm-hmm. and this particular client and uh, a little elderly lady should be about in her 60s mm-hmm. uh, who used to have severe headaches mm-hmm. Uh, none of the medical treatments would help her neither migraine or any any kind of painkillers or anything wouldn't help mm. and uh, this lady used to ex- uh, experience such extreme uh, pain or ache in the head mm-hmm. that the only way she would relieve herself is by pulling off her hair and, and even hanging her head on the wall mm-hmm. so this was uh, too very difficult and uh, strange for me to witness and Uh, seeing that somebody has to bang their head on the wall to all relieve a headache head. mm-hmm. to the extent where there would be patches on the forehead and the hair uh, on the head had various patches like you pull out a handful mm-hmm. each time you get a headache and that was very traumatic mm-hmm. and medically there was nothing that had to be done because they had done the ct scan and various other mri scans and things like that mm-hmm. and medically she was completely fit mm-hmm. Uh, so this was my first instance of witnessing something like this, where, this where hypnotherapy was needed and then mm-hmm. uh, spiritual therapy was needed right right and soon after the therapy uh, the lady went into sleep completely she slept mm-hmm. that night very peacefully mm-hmm. and then i met her again after uh, two days mm-hmm. and completely free no headache and it was the first two days of her life after mm-hmm. about 15 years right not a headache Wow. Imagine a person carrying a headache for 15 years and banging their head every day and uh, the first two days of their life after such a long not having a headache was such mm. a report. My god, it must be really traumatic for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately medically there's nothing that uh, can be treated. Treated, yeah. Because all these scans and everything shows normal. Mm-hmm. So in such cases uh, these especially the clients go through a different kind of a trauma one is one is medically nothing can be proved the mm-hmm. other uh, the family doesn't want to support anyone not just the family 
people around get fed up how long you say the same problem or how long you keep on you and people think the problem does not exist in the first place they keep telling that okay you imagine problem is not there or you behave as a problem right. which is not real for the client correct correct there is a problem which cannot be proved through instruments or gadgets but there is hmm. a problem there is a problem now unless there is a solution they cannot behave normal hmm those advices uh, only tend to irritate the client completely and they kind of isolate themselves right right so, uh, which aggravates the problem further actually definitely yes so this particular client after 15 years when i saw that she was so peaceful and happy in just about two three days hmm. it completely transformed my life and i kind of uh, felt that more people need this or hmm. at least there are people who uh, if there are people who are aware great mm-hmm. but most people are not aware that such a therapy can help them mm-hmm. most people just pop in a pill and uh, relieve from the pain right uh, if it is a physically experienced pain but right. what to do with the emotionally experienced pain they can only suppress it to a large extent nothing more than that right uh, it comes to emotional pain uh, releasing it is very difficult right for an individual uh, so there's no medication to it i think the, the that's a perception that you know uh, an emotional problem is something to do with uh, mental imbalances and uh, psychology and stuff so people are maybe shy to approach a therapy therapist for this true 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 because they go to lots of stigma they go, they go to, to lots, lots of, of uh, the society in a very different, different way. way and unfortunately uh, i'm not blaming the medical system hmm. but unfortunately when it comes to psychiatry and the thing there is only antidepressants or uh, Uh, pills which put them into sleep right which is only a physical control it doesn't uh, it doesn't solve the emotional trauma mm-hmm. uh, so in such cases hypnotherapy plays a very important role and uh, the success rate becomes very high right so uh, so girish how does one get trained as a hypnotherapist and what is your advice for aspiring hypnotherapists <laughs> <laughs> i uh, see technically yes one can get can trained get trained the hypnotherapy there are various institutes uh, especially uh, in india there are less but uh, mm-hmm. foreign countries have lots of such institutes and professionally institutes yeah uh, there are also books where people can explore and understand more about what hypnotherapy is yeah. but more than the training Hmm. it is the person that matters right they are, they are willing to get well into the pain of another person hmm. and uh, stay i mean solve the solve the issue without mm-hmm. getting affected themselves right This right very critical because being a hypnotherapist you uh, deal with deep psychological issues of people day in and day out hmm sometimes you handle about 3 to 4 clients in a day mm-hmm. and some of them are extremes hmm so not getting affected by those uh, stories or what you witness mm-hmm. those that is very important mm. you maintaining your calm you maintaining your peace of mind is very very important mm. so that is uh, the one of the most important factors the other is uh, wanting to be helpful or wanting to resolve these issues mm. that kind of uh, that kind of a need within oneself is important so when these two things are there the technique becomes very easy easy hmm. the technique of hypnotherapy is very easy it's not complex at all it's very easy for a person to learn okay but some personality characteristics like being emotionally strong not to get carried away with the client's problems 
so i think these are some basic traits that are needed in the individual right you need to be emotionally strong plus you need to be emotionally sensitive also sensitive also. you cannot be insensitive and say no no i will not even get into i mean i am not interested in anything no you need to be open to complete emotional uh, variations that happen during that time hmm. you also need to be very positive and very uh, uh, cautious with your communication and everything Mm-hmm. as in uh, because when a person is getting into extreme emotions mm-hmm. some of these clients there is a tendency of uh, wanting to discontinue their lives and things like that mm-hmm. they talk about wanting to commit suicide or wanting to do various various things. right uh, that you need to be able to positively handle and mm-hmm. uh, the compassion that you carry which is extremely important not panicking not getting scared or not getting uh, worried about all these things is also very important Girish, there is a listener, Latika. She wants to join the call. Shall I take her on? Sure. Yeah. One second. Hello. Hi. Hi, Latika. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Thank you. Hello. Yes, yes please. Yes, uh, can you speak a little bit louder? I'm not getting you properly. Uh, am I audible now? Hello. Latika am I audible? We we can hear you Latika. Okay okay. Uh so what is the topic today you are discussing about that? Hypnotherapy. Yes. You have some questions? My question is education. How education is very important for for only for women. I'm not talking about men. Right. So what is the question? This is the question how important education mm-hmm. for the girls? Okay I think the topic is on hypnotherapy Latika You have any question related to hypnotherapy I don't know you I don't know about your topic Okay I think uh, Sid Yeah yeah you can continue Girish I think we have lost her Oh okay Yeah you can continue Okay continue with the topic um, Right Yeah we were talk- we were talking about uh, learning hypnotherapy Right right So these basic traits that uh, have shared earlier, mm-hmm. these are very important as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ladies or gents who want to take it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond that, the mm-hmm. technique part of uh, hypnotherapy, the learning, the techniques involved in it, the steps to be followed, mm-hmm. that is much easier to learn and can be uh, learned over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, some institutes offer. Uh, different levels and this it goes on to about five stages or seven stages and things like that right some of it uh, some in some institutes they do it in three levels mm-hmm. uh, the basic advanced and uh, all these things mm-hmm. so irrespective of what the techniques are irrespective of which technique a person follows mm-hmm. most important is to be able to easily get into becoming a hypnotherapist mm-hmm. the basic qualities that we need to carry right so being positive being uh, willing to be supportive Mm-hmm. and uh, willing to be motivating all the things are very important and also mm-hmm. to remember that this uh, taking taking hypnotherapy is a prime profession or the mm-hmm. main profession mm-hmm. uh, would you uh, your whole day would be involved in such activity mm-hmm. so the person needs to maintain their calm and peace of mind which mm-hmm. is one of the most critical and important thing to be right. a good hypnotherapist right brilliant so uh, when we manage our stress when we manage our uh, state hmm. of mind then hmm. definitely success happens to both the client and to us right 
Right. So I think that was very useful. Uh, so people who want to become hypnotherapists, the training is available. But I think more than the training, uh, what is required is our personality traits, being emotionally strong, getting uh, empathizing with the client, but still staying away to find the right solution for the client. Yes. Yes. And great. So One before thing we, I would yeah. like to add on here, sorry. Please. Sure. 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 Uh, is uh, what you mentioned right now, the uh, focusing on the solution. Right. Like in hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. Uh, though you go on an open exploration without mm-hmm. any biases or anything like that, mm-hmm. uh, once you finish the exploration, mm-hmm. then you also need to remember where the solution needs to uh, or needs to lead, mm-hmm. or what you want to lead the client into. Mm-hmm. Being focused on the solution and the end result, mm-hmm. uh, that is also very important. Mm-hmm. Right. Because uh, if suppose you take a client into a hypnotic state and then explore all the emotions and then finally. Once they're back into the normal state, if you haven't mm. resolved or if there's no solution to it, mm. they become more traumatized. Right, right. So, so the objective should be very clear. What what needs to be done? Very clear. Yeah. Across both sides. That is the client side and your side. Right. So once that is there, then definitely the therapy becomes a great success. Super. So Girish, before we close, one last question. I won't take more of your time now. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? I'm sure many of our listeners want to get in touch with you. And uh, we also know so many cases in our own communities who require help uh, in dealing with their emotional problems, but they might be hesitating uh, for the social stigma that you just mentioned some time ago. Yes. So if they, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, how should they do? Yeah. Uh, one option is to get connected through our website, the company website, mm-hmm. which is wellnessever.com. Mm-hmm. W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S. E-V-E-R, wellnessever.com. Otherwise, they can get in touch directly with me on uh, call or on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number is 95919-89218. Or they can uh, get to, get in touch with me on Facebook or uh, LinkedIn or any of these sites. Great. Fantastic. I think that's very useful. Uh, so... Girish, I think to summarize, it was a very interesting conversation. We got to know what is hypnotherapy and uh, in, a, in a layman's term. And we also could clarify or differentiate between what is shown in films and what really hypnosis is hmm. and how it can help in solving emotional problems. Hmm. And we also realized that uh, traveling to past life is very much possible, but although not in a dramatic fashion as shown in Hindi movies. Hmm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and great. I think uh, I'm sure many of us will find it useful and some of our listeners may get in touch with you also. So thank, thank you so much for your time today. And, uh, I wish you a great uh, weekend ahead. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you.